hello, hello. Welcome to Emotional Support. I am here with a new friend, I would say, um, someone who I fell in love with on another podcast, and then I went on her podcast and we fell even more in love. I'm here with the host of We Need to Talk About Britney. I love you. Jen Zabrowski. Hello. Hello. How did the name come about? The name came about, have you ever seen the movie or heard of the movie We Need to Talk About Kevin? Yes, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So that is... Loosely based on okay. Columbine, which is a very, very sad and depressing thing. <laughs> and then you were like, Britney Spears. And I was like, we need to talk <laughs> about Britney. But I do always feel like I need to talk about yeah. Britney. I think so, everybody does. Well, I'm very excited that you came on the show because we had originally met through Candace and Kayla's podcast. Yes, Directionally um, Challenge. Directionally Challenge. And you happened to be filling in for Candace because she was shooting a movie and we did not know each other. And we were talking about our obsessive love for Britney Spears, talking about mental health, talking about suicide, talking about driving on Mulholland, which is still my one connection to Britney. So everyone needs to check out that podcast to hear of why Britney Spears and I are the same person. <laughs> I think that you, out of any guest, had the most insight as to maybe trying to piece together information about how Britney feels. Well, because it's like a puzzle, right? And I felt that I the, the reason why I felt if you haven't heard yet for for your podcast or Candace's, the reason why I felt such a connection is when she was going through her um before pre-diagnosis of being bipolar, shaving the head and doing all that, she was having a mental breakdown. Um, before they found out she was bipolar and when she was having her manic episodes at the same time I was having my manic episodes and it was the only person that I was seeing who was breaking down the same way that I was and yes I was not Britney Spears but I felt that same pressure because it doesn't matter how famous you are it still feels like the world is caving in on you yes and so we all want to feel seen we all want to feel heard yep and that's what she gave you mm -hmm. in that moment. That's beautiful. It was beautiful. And so that's how we fell in love. Yes. Because we were bonding over that moment. And I had no idea that you had this whole mental health background, if you will, of investigative, you know, reporting, journaling. You are here with your journal. You're here with your notes. You came so fucking prepared. And I am ready for this. I, I think, you know, it's... Uh... We're all in a, we all are on our own mental health journey. Yeah. Uh, and a few years ago, just to give you a little background as to why I, I, so I, we're going to talk today about the MAPS program, which stands for Mindful Awareness Practices. And it's through UCLA. It's a phenomenal program and they offer classes uh, on mindfulness. So it's all these different mindfulness courses. So cool. And they go in order. It's like, uh, you know, course one, course two, course three, uh, and then ongoing work within uh, MAPS. So the reason why, what led me to this course was that a few years ago, it was now three years ago, I hit a personal rock bottom mentally, emotionally. And it was also coming out physically. So I was having panic attacks. Mm. Um, it started monthly, then I went to weekly, then it became daily. And what mine looked like uh, I would be woken up from a dead sleep in the early morning and wake up into a panic attack. <sighs> so I it was, was almost like a dream. It was almost like a dream. It, I woke up feeling it was just like boom, like being shot out of a cannon, 
sitting up straight and feeling like I had to rip my pajamas off. Mm. And I'm a pajama gal, so I wear. I love a action. pajama set. I wear. I, I wear, wear a full set. Yes, a full set. So I was there. There, I had one pair of pajamas where I ripped the buttons off, oh and then God. I was wearing very that. dramatic. Very dramatic. I mean, it was so dramatic. Yeah. Um, Don't you wish it was kind of filmed? I do. Where you're I, like, yes, this is my moment. I'm ripping <laughs> off my pajamas. Do you have your initials embroidered on them? Not yet. Well, that's the next step. That's that the next is step. the next step. <laughs> and I, so I would rip these pajamas off. Finally, I was like, I got to throw these pajamas out because they're starting to represent something that is, that I'm not right. enjoying. Uh, because that happens. A physical thing will remind you and then it takes you back to that dark place really fast. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, these cannot be my sad so pajamas. So they were gone. Bye-bye. So they, they had to go. And then that would lead to excruciating um, uh, stomach ache had to run to the bathroom and didn't know if I was going to be sick coming out of one end or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just sweating. And also then shouting for help from my husband um, to, because I was like, am I going to fall? My thoughts basically took me on a wild ride. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad that one morning I I woke up, had one of these panic attacks, calmed myself down and they would be physically draining so it would take me um days to try to get back to one and then I would have another one start over again yeah and what was really happening was that I was not living my life mindfully and I didn't like how I was doing my life Mm -hmm. and so I Picked up and left town for two weeks, and I went and had kind of like a mini eat, pray, love journey. Mm-hmm. And I went to uh, Salsalito in Northern California, and a family friend there has a, a houseboat, and I asked them if I could stay there. And I rented this houseboat for two weeks from them. And were you there by yourself? I or was did there you by myself. Wow. And Van came to visit at the end, but I, I mean, I truly was at a rock bottom, right. and everything felt so loud. And I... You needed to escape. I needed to get quiet Mm -hmm. and sit with myself. And that was truly terrifying. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you because sometimes, for me at least, I'm not going to project this on other people, but for me, when I'm having that panic attack or it's an emotional breakdown or whatever it is, it's kind of scarier for me to be alone because I don't trust myself and not in the sense where... I feel like I'm going to take pills or I'm going to do something. But the only way I can explain it is, and, and maybe you understand this, have, I, I'm, not fear, I'm not fearful of, of, of heights at all. But I look at someone or I could put myself in a position where I'm up high and I have to think to myself, okay, don't jump off. And not because I want to jump off. Like, let me make this clear. I don't want to do it. But it's almost like something else is taking over my body and is like, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And I feel when I'm alone, it's that same feeling. Now, I'm not projecting this. Like, people, like, don't listen to me. This is just, I'm trying to, like, relate my story where I feel when I'm alone, it's that bad person in my brain saying, do this, do this, do this, do this. That terrifies me. Do you feel that? It sounds to me like you're talking like about <laughs> the power of our thoughts. Yes. And our thoughts are yes. a lot. Yes. And because it's not something I would do in my in my normal 
mind. But it's like this little bad person, this like person's on my shoulder or my head going, do it, do it. And especially when we're in bad places. Yes. Those thoughts and that bad voice can really be turned up and you can hear it. And so I knew, though, that I had to, I really had to get quiet. And I was having, now looking back and it's, you know, I realize it is a serious thing to say. I didn't have, I I would say in moments, again, this was really my rock bottom. And I guess why I'm pausing is because I still feel shame around that I had, that I was feeling this way and mm. I was experiencing this. But I would say I want to die. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a plan and uh, I didn't have any, I didn't want to do it. It was this feeling of, I cannot continue with how I'm living my life, but in order to uh, kind of rebuild my life or make the choice first to kind of rip it down to the studs uh, and start over, that just seemed so big and so impossible. Mm. But I did it. So the first step was I went away and got really quiet and kind of collected myself and gathered enough strength. Uh, to be like, okay, we're going to do this. And I really came back and I was like, I don't like how I'm living my life. And I just started from there. And so I, I've gone through so many different programs, lots of therapy, um, different kinds of therapy, group work, uh, reading so many different books and so many things have helped me. But I will say that this, um, that this mindfulness coursework has really done the most for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really practical. And uh, and I'm just so grateful for it. So that's just a little bit of my journey mm-hmm. uh, of what led me to this. When you were younger, did you ever have panic attacks or anything like that? No. So that's what even makes it scarier is I feel like the older you get, being more aware of yourself and your body and then not even being able to control your body as you're an adult. I think is a lot. I'm not saying it's not harder, but it's 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 fucking scary. Yeah. Sometimes I say like I, um, you know, if I'm a house, I I had a killer foundation, great piece of land, great property, (laughs) and I great land value. (laughs) I hired a really bad contractor, and they did a shoddy job. Yeah. And that was me in my 20s. And then I got into my early 30s, and I was like. Fuck, I yeah. built a shitty house yeah. on a great foundation. So I was like, well, you know what? We cannot just build over this. We can't we patch it up. We got to rip it down <laughs> to the studs. And I got to deal with me. I can't. I. This is not on anyone else. I'm not going to blame anybody else. Because no. I was I was dipping my toe into to the victim right. land. Before uh, we get into the mindfulness, I just have one question. From my experience, I think that. I had such a hard time when I was going through these panic attacks and I had a very large one. And my first, I would say, really big one is when I was in the relationship that I'm in right now with Sturgis, which is interesting because it's the most comfortable I've ever been with someone. And it is, you know, my better half. And it's my person, you know, for lack of a better word. And I think that it was so hard for him to see me like go through such a dark, dark, dark place and have it be this like big explosion and kind of feel helpless. And I almost got very angry with him because I'm like, why aren't you helping me out? And he's like, I I am here. I am here to help you out. What can I do for you? And I was almost very angry that he didn't know the solution 
because he knows me so well. Did you feel that way? I mean, because you're married and happily married and have been for years and that is your partner and your soulmate. Did you ever feel that like, oh, like frustration of why can't someone fix me? I did partly because I'm a real codependent. Me too. And <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um, so there's a book, Codependent No More. You can yeah. start there. But uh, anyone who's interested in that. Uh, so I did I did feel that. And, and at the same time, I mean, Van and I, what's so amazing is that we are very uh, em- emotional, uh, complicated people who've got a lot of stuff. Together. Together. And... We are so determined. We we are very open and willing mm-hmm. to to dig in and get to know ourselves better and to keep working on ourselves. And when we really got in our own lanes and really kind of detached in a way, in a healthy way, right, right, right. because we were just I'm so codependent. We were so intertwined that that's when stuff really started to get good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I would say yes, mm-hmm. I did want him to fix me, and then also, yeah, it was just like I really I have to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. to get in my own lane. Yeah, I had to get in my own. That's lane. just my that was just my question, just for myself. Like, yeah, but of course, us, we all like I'm... look at someone and we're like, "Well, you fix this, but and if see, you love me, you fix it." Well, exactly. And I, but I've been in relationships with people that were toxic and that I should never have been with to begin with. And when I did have my bipolar episodes, they would always turn it on me and be like, "Well, you're fucking crazy." And this was the first person that I feel like I've been with where I could be myself and love me who for who I am, you know, crazy and all. And it felt like I was so angry that I had opened up and I was myself and he didn't have the cure because he's been the cure for everything so far. So I think that that was kind of, it was just like a weird thing that I went through because I couldn't understand. And then I was like, this is a problem. I need to work on myself. Like yeah, We just is. have to be, we just have to be and be with ourselves. Yeah. And when someone loves us for all the stuff we've got going on. All that baggage. That doesn't mean that they're a great emotional housekeeper. Yeah, I know. know? And that's, right? I know. Anyways, tell me about your experience because this is just so fascinating. Okay, so this course, I don't know how it came to be, but um, there are trained trained mindfulness coaches. I'm going to call them coaches. This could be wrong. But through this program. And Mm -hmm. it is mindfulness. So, in meditation, it seems to me that there – have you heard of uh, transcendental That's meditation? That's what I do. Oh, okay. Okay. So – oh, this is perfect okay. because I don't know a lot about this. But I did go to a David Lynch Foundation yeah. um, uh, talk. Yes. With who, – who is his – Lynn? Who does he do uh, – the guy? Oh, uh, uh, Bob? Bob. Yes. Bob so, Ross, is that his name? No, it's that's not Bob wrong. Ross. No, <laughs> he's the painter. Yes, so yeah. soothing. But um, but it is Bob, right? But Bob, oh, it is Bob. Yes, okay. And so I heard them them talk about this, and what I what I love about the idea of transcendental meditation is that you receive a mantra, mm-hmm. and that by doing this mantra, it is my understanding that you can go really deep into a meditative state, mm-hmm. and then when you come back out of it you have this energy and you're more awake and vibrant completely and clear and you move through your day 
it's in like a bigger, brighter someone way. Someone explained it to me, um, to how to explain to other people, is it's like your iPhone battery is, is declining. No battery left. Got to charge that battery. As soon as it's 100%, you wake it up and it's like good to go. And sometimes it needs like to be charged a little bit more. And that's all it feels like. It's like a little charge of energy, a little charge to clear yourself, to clear that emotion. So with mindfulness... Uh, and what I like about this coursework, they talk about and they give you lessons each week that mm-hmm. you can practice. You can do a formal practice and informal practices throughout your week. And so a formal practice will be, you know, they have an app and you can download the meditations mm-hmm. and they're anywhere between, I think it's like three and 20 minutes long. And so you can do these meditations. And a lot of times when you have, um, you know, all the apps for meditation and that those are usually mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, like headspace? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and it really helped me, the informal practices probably helped me the most. Okay. So, this is, they're six weeks in length. They uh, are here in Los Angeles. Uh, and... But they must be all over, right? They're they're all over, but this particular, through the MAPS courses, through, through UCLA. Through UCLA right. Uh, and they also provide online courses as well. Okay. And so anyone can get to it. Yes. Great. And I will say this, that I've only done the uh, course one. I've done it twice. Okay. Um, And the first time I didn't finish because a friend of mine, my best friend from high school, was very sick with cancer and was dying. And I went to this class one night and I was like, this is, this is making me feel hmm. so crazy right now. Like, and I went and spoke to the teacher after, and I was like, I'm having a really hard time. I think this is making me panic more. Does that sound insane? And she said, no, this can be, th- this could potentially not be the right place for you right mm-hmm. now. So I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So I did not return. <laughs> but a couple of things really helped me. Okay, so when I was feeling, so through this coursework, you do everything from learning how to connect to a neutral place in your body, so um, they talk a lot about your feet, your hands, and your earlobes. And so you think of a, a, a spot in your body where it's usually pretty neutral. For me, hands, not so much. My hands shake mm. when I get really nervous. Oh, my God. Mine do, too. It's very hard in auditions because even if I'm not nervous, that's the f- – like, even if I'm just a little bit uncomfortable or a little nervous, that's the first thing that starts. So hands would not be good for you. <sighs> so for me, okay. I do earlobes because that okay. is a neutral spot for me. Totally. Um, so if you're – they talk, they there's one week, so they're, on, they're one day a week. So one week uh, is all about uh, pain, okay, and physical pain, mm-hmm. and so anytime you feel physical pain, you can go to a neutral spot in your body and focus on that, just to kind of like lower the intensity mm-hmm. of how you're feeling. And one thing that they talked about, which really helped me, is most emotions that you feel really only have a lifespan of. Uh, 90 seconds. And you might be thinking, well, that's not true. When I'm angry, it can last for an hour. It can last for days. It can totally. last for years. Yeah. Right? Still angry about a lot of things that happened in my past. <laughs> right? But what actually keeps that emotion around is your thoughts. Hmm. It's not the actual feeling. So that 
really helped me. That that clued me into two things. One, that everything is temporary. And and then I was like, well, how can I how can I stop the thought train? Mm-hmm. And so there was one day where it was just all about thoughts. So they were also saying, um, or, and this piece might have actually been from the uh, emotions day. But think of um, an emotion, what I was saying before about an emotion not lasting long. Uh, let's go with anger because mm-hmm. that's one. That's a hot one so, for me. That's a real hot one. <laughs> so think of your anger as a car. Okay. okay. And you go to the gas station and you go to fill up your tank and you you put the what is this the what is this thing when you go to the gas station the pump the pump <laughs> you go to the pump and you put it in thank you and how fast the gas fills the car yeah those are your thoughts so you're gassing oh. up your the emotion yeah, yeah yeah okay so that i was like whoa that's so true yeah, that's oh what my I god do. that's a really good visual so isn't that amazing yeah. i love it so this is the stuff that you do there yeah and um so on the thoughts day all right, hold on. I'm pulling up because this was really, really great for me. We're getting very informative. Is this okay? This you is, like um, this? No, this is amazing because we never do this. So for me, okay, so for thoughts, they said, here are a couple of different modalities that you can do when your thoughts are coming. Okay, one, you can number your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be like right now um, I'm feeling happy to be here, right? Because that's one. Oh, but then when the mic's turned on, I got a little nervous. That's two. Okay, so that one, I didn't really connect to that one. Then another idea was that you can name them. Okay. So you can name the the thought that you're having. So um, going to an audition, Mm -hmm. insecure. Totally. Maybe like insecure. That also didn't really help me because that – was like a uh, a Meisner acting class to me, and you you say how you're feeling, and it heightens whatever that is. I so when yeah. I was like insecure, insecure, or like I was like angry, angry, angry. Now I'm really angry. I was like, oh shit. So that didn't also didn't so like, work I'm for me. I'm putting too much energy into this one word, and I am giving it life. Yeah, so it's really coming alive now. Another one is uh, is seeing a train coming towards you. Think of a person who really triggers you for whatever reason on social media right. or in your work life, yeah. a family member, uh, and that they're a train. Okay. Yeah. They're coming towards you. You got to get off those tracks. You just move to the side. Yeah. And the train could stop and really just be like right in your face. And you could be like, you know, what? I'm just not going to get on the train today. Not today. Yeah. Let them pass on. By. Yeah. Oh, I I kind of resonate to that. That one really helped me. Huh. And then another one that helped me was, and I'm sure we've all done this in some sort of yoga class or, you know, probably in a yoga class. Yeah. But when you're laying, <laughs> you're laying on your back and you're thinking, but she, I was not laying on my back for this, but she said, um, think of it as your emotions are all of the clouds up in the sky. Okay. And you just watch them pass on by. But there they are. So there's my anger. There's my, like, there's my, you know, I'm mad my 
mom said whatever to me. And then I'm so upset that my friend didn't accept my apology. How could she do that? This is all about her. She blah, 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 blah. And just, it just floats away. Just watch them float on by. I actually really like that one because it's actually, I guess what I really enjoy about the 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 train and the cloud is it's giving it life, but not in a aggravating way. Like I, naming a feeling to me is very hard. That's the same thing that you are saying that it, it it makes the situation almost worse. If you're letting something go, that's kind of what it's like to me with the clouds. It's like seeing it. It's like making it real and then pushing it aside in your brain. You and I are both drawn to the same ones. Yeah. Because those are my favorites as well. There are so many things. But the most important thing that I took from it and understanding what mindfulness is, is my teacher said, an amazing woman named Carol Rotko. She said, take your hands and just... We're doing this. Gently touch your fingers. Okay. So you're holding both of your hands up and then you're connecting just your fingertips ever so slightly. She said, that is mindfulness. Mindfulness is not about pressing your fingers down so hard that they are so connected. It's just lightly lightly touching it. It's creating just a little bit of space for us to be conscious of the choices that we're making. Right, right. But enough of a connection that you're actually there. And you can't be mindful 24-7. No. That's the other important thing I got from it. She was like, it's not about walking around and noticing everything all the time. Ooh, look at this. But it's just creating enough space to be conscious of the choices that we're making. And that also lit me up like a Christmas tree. I was like, okay, I can do this. I need more space. I need tools to help me with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Tools are very important. So important. And a lot of this work is also connected to um, uh, cognitive behavioral Mm -hmm. therapy. And which is all about noticing the loop. And we have all different kinds of loops in our lives. Um, and and I I really I just needed that kind of support and I needed those tools. And I can't wait to keep going back and uh and working on this and uh and it's really helped me on an airplane recently there was turbulence and I just Are you a fearful flyer? Because I'm a fearful like Fearful flyer. Okay. 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 Well, then, and I've been told to meditate, you know, before takeoff and while it's going up and all this stuff. And for me, I get in such a panic when I meditate, when I do my TM. I'm so relaxed and I'm so at peace. I, I don't know how to explain it. It just is what it is for me that it, as soon as I feel those wheels go up, it takes me out of where I am no matter what. And I just panic. Well, so some of these tools might be useful. For example, when I was really in the thick of my rock bottom, um, I also would be really panicked driving, which I have always loved driving. Mm -hmm. And I remembered because when I was taking, I had first started taking this or maybe even Van had explained it to me. Anyways, there's an acronym. There's lots of acronyms within this program. Okay. But it's the first one I learned was STOP. Okay. Okay. So you stop what you're doing. (laughs) 
And if you're driving a car and you can't pull over, you just keep driving, but you just kind of like mentally stop. Take stop. Right. Take a breath. Observe where you're feeling whatever you're feeling in your body. Okay. So not like I'm feeling panicked. Like, okay, my chest is very tight. Mm-hmm. My neck feels like it could snap off. Yeah. Okay, so observe where that is, what that feels like, and then proceed forward, but with just a little bit more mindfulness. Wow. So I started doing it because my hands were just just shaking as I was driving a car. Mm-hmm. And I – oh, yeah, I do remember where I was. It was when I started taking this course, and I and it did help. And I was going to visit my friend Megan, and I was driving, and I was like – on my way back from the hospital, just like my hands were freaking out. And I was like, stop, take a breath, observe. Yeah. And I was like, my hands are shaking. And my hands stopped shaking. Yeah. Well, I think maybe this is similar for panic attacks. Like for me, what I've taught, which seems very similar to this, I love this stop. I'm going to think about this. But once I accept that it's happening and I allow it to happen, I feel better. For me, I panic attack like you in the car, which was a new thing because I love driving too, where I start like seeing spots or like stars and I start blacking out a little bit and I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a stroke. I'm having a stroke. And that's what it feels like. And I'm like, I know I'm not having it. And I, it was used to be really bad. And now when I feel it happening, I go, okay, I'm going to let it happen. But now I'm going to do the stop. Because it's so true. I can pinpoint what it is. Okay, you know, stop what I'm doing. My feeling is take a breath. It's in my eyes. This is not real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It would help. Yes. It's helped me uh, if I now become anxious and I'm like, whoa, am I going to pass out? Whoa. Is that right? Don't you feel like you're going to faint? Yes. So much. I can't. It's so gross. And now I just say, oh, it's my anxiety. I mean, that helps when I can name that, where I'm like, oh, it's my anxiety. I'm not dying. The world isn't ending. I'm not going to pass out. Or I might, but by naming it, something happens. I just, it lowers everything. It turns the dial down. And did you learn all of this from, like, you have noticed a change in your life, in your behavior, in the way you live because of this? 100%. Wow. And Van started doing it before I did. And now he's done all of them and repeated so he goes back to it and we'll do like course number one again right? Or, and or course number two um, and doing the ongoing work. Uh, and he even does did he it. meditate? He does. Yeah, mm. he does. And 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 again, what I really like about this is that they give you some informal practices that you can do. So even, you know, there were, there was a woman in my class who's like, I have three kids. I feel like I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Um, there was there were two men in their late sixties, and they were like, We are here because we cannot stop watching the news. We wake up in the middle of the night, we pick our phones up, Ugh. we are watching constantly. We're, and and for what? They were like, What is this doing? Because we thought we were doing it to be informed, but all it's doing is making us so anxious. Yeah. And we're addicted to it. And and our instructor, teacher, coach was just like, here are some tools that mm-hmm. can help you. Yeah. And Van, he um 
was working on a, a show and the schedule was slightly intense, you know, long hours. And he's my husband is deeply introverted. And so being in a room for eight hours a day oh, with a group imagine. of people yeah. who are also then expected to eat lunch together. It's like this oh, is my one like, hour. You go to the bathroom. And I truly he truly needs it. Like I'm an extrovert and yeah. I am exhausted after a yeah. day with people, let alone, you know, weeks on end. And he just signed up. He was like, I'm gonna take this course. It's my favorite teacher. It's course one again, and I might not be able to make any of them because it's on a Wednesday night or whatever. And but he's like, I'm going to go to the ones that I can, right? Because he was like, I he needed, he needed it. it, yeah. Did you find obviously since he did this before you, that's how you found out about this program? But how did he find out about it? I think he found out through his therapist. Mm, interesting. So is this the mindfulness teachings I've heard of forever because. I think they're wonderful. I didn't know specifics about it. I know about transcendental meditation because that's what what I do. And I love to learn more and different things. So I think this is a course that I think I would thrive. Oh, at. totally like, thrive. Thrive. And it's based – I think there's a lot of overlap between – because this is something that's really – I'm really interested in. A lot of Buddhist teachings mm-hmm. are in this stuff and um, a lot of people who I like like – um, Joseph Goldstein and Sharon Salzberg. And um, there's a great podcast called 10% Happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hosted by uh, Dan Harris. And he's a, a host of ABC World News. Okay, And he wrote a book called 10% Happier. And now he's had um, maybe two, two uh, additional books that he's written. But the first book came from he had a panic attack on air while hosting <gasps> the news. And you can watch it. The tape is no. wild. Yeah, you can watch it. And he, uh, and so he got really into meditation. And now he even goes on silent meditation retreats. Right. And um, but he was saying that all of this only makes you ten percent happier. Right. But but and that's, that's better than book. nothing. Exactly. I would say one percent happier. Exactly. That would be better than nothing. Exactly. So and Joseph Goldstein, who's a, a great meditation teacher. Um, is his guy and um and Sharon Salzberg and so there's all these these great people um Pema Chodron uh yeah so anyways it's all of it's connected and even like everything that I've been doing in my life even certain um acting techniques and whatnot when I was in this program I was like oh my god that's so connected to this it's all connected that's what's that's what's nuts and I think that people have a problem you know, and I, I'm to blame. I was one of them. Sturgis was a huge TM meditator. I've been doing it forever. And I was like, that is some fucking weird juju shit. Like, I was not about that. I had other friends that did it. And um, for probably like three years into us dating, a friend of mine, one of my really dear friends, Melise, was coming in town from Istanbul because she moved there. She was like, look. Jen wanted me a different Jen. She's like, Jen wanted me to sign up to go take this TM course at David Lynch. Do you want to come with me? Like, I think you we could do it. If we don't like the course, we can be like, fuck off by this is stupid. And I didn't tell Sturgis. Um, And I actually went and did it. And it changed my life. And I truly believe that when you do things for yourself, and other people aren't telling you to do things you learn so much more about yourself and that's what I've kind of forced myself to do now 
is learn different practices and take on as much information because the more information and the more knowledge you know and the more tools you have, it makes your life just a little bit easier. Yes. And a little bit happier. A little bit because happier. Because life fucking sucks. It's, you know? it's tough. I mean, it is really tough. I I was a great kid. Like I said, I had a great foundation. And I just really, even with that, I just did not have the skills in my 20s. And I, I mean, I went through an entire decade and change where I, and I, I mean, I was in therapy for part of it and and always reading, you know, The Power Now when I was 22 and things like that. But I just, it it had to come from me. I had to get in my own lane and I just needed some tools. The world is noisy and I, very noisy. And, and then add all my thoughts that run through my head, the way that I can talk to myself at times is really unkind. Mm-hmm. And I, I am just so grateful that I'm deepening this part of mm-hmm. myself and um you know we all strive to love ourselves but I didn't know how to practice that right. and this work is allowing me to do that have you had less panic attacks yes wow. I don't have them yeah I don't have them I had Isn't that amazing it's amazing I had one uh about a month ago and I was like, whoa, hello, old friend. Right. <laughs> but I was able to recover. So Because you were aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those those used to, like I was saying, those could take me out for three days. Physi- I mean, just so physically exhausted, feeling like I was experiencing a hangover. Yeah. I felt that cloudy and, and it was just truly exhausting. And I recovered just I was I'm more gentle with myself mm-hmm. um and really practicing loving kindness which mm-hmm. is another meditation that we learn in this program um and in loving kindness meditation you you wish someone um health um and safety and happiness you know may you be happy may you be healthy may you be safe at least that's my take on it. There could be different words. I feel like those are it. And I do that's it. That's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. And to learn how to do it for myself and to learn how to do it. I do it to my dog every single morning. But you have the sweetest little puppy. I look at him. I've never had a pet before. And, and I look at him and I say those words to him. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe today. Oh, my God, Jen. That's so sweet. And learning how to do that for myself. Like, Jen, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And and it sounds so corny. It's really hard. Van, and I, I've heard this, that a lot of a lot of guys feel uh, loving kindness is really tough for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that might not be for everyone, but it's working for me. It's really working for me. Oh, my gosh. And it's brought you so much closer in your relationship, too, I'm sure. It's just like yeah, it's even like if a we, deeper love. Yeah, even if we don't talk no, about but no, oh meditation. No, but I don't even mean that. No. I just mean the way that you view the world, the world now and the way that Van views the world now, it connects you in such a deeper way. I feel like I, I say this. Such a deep way. When I did it with Sturgis, when, when I did it with Sturgis, okay, guys, uh, no, when I when I did the meditation and then I told him, you know, probably a week into me doing the course, 
it like bonded us t- together in such a way where he could understand the moments that I was having. And, and I don't know if mindfulness is like this f- from your experience, but for mine, when I first did TM for the first couple times, it brought up so much fucking shit from deep down in my brain that I thought I had processed and like just fucked up shit that just came up and I was lashing out and I was crying and I was upset and I was angry at the world and I thought everything was fine but it took me to bring that out and and bring light to those problems for me to digest them swallow them and put them away Mm -hmm. and I think that I don't know. It just brought us together in such a way of of processing, you know, the the things that trigger me, my traumas that I didn't think were still there. Gosh, relationships. If you, no one's perfect, right? Every no people are messy. Yeah. People are messy, and if you can be in a relationship and you and you stay, and you continue to work on yourself, mm-hmm. each of you. It is incredible the things that can happen. Yep. It, it's the greatest it's the greatest gift. Did people ever look at you like, "Oh god, you're into some like juju shit now when you talk about mindfulness?" No, because well one, we live in LA. So <laughs> people are pretty into that yeah, type of conversation. And two, I don't always talk about it. I guess like, hi, I'm Jen, and I'm part of mindfulness. Yes, let me tell you all about it. And I'm so new to it. Right. I I miss class. I didn't, I missed some of the weeks of this. Life is still happening. Of course. And, uh, and yeah, and I don't, I don't meditate every day. I just know that these little things and knowing that mindfulness can be accessed in informal ways, like I'm just walking down the street, I'm drinking my coffee. So I'm going to just drink my coffee and not hold my phone as I'm walking down Mm -hmm. the street. And I'm going to practice that. Yeah. That's a three-minute walk to my car. After I'm done working out, I'm not going to look at my phone from the time I finish working out to the the walk to the car. That's my practice for today. Shit like that. Yeah, but it's shit like that that actually is going to change things. It's changing and it's calming my, how your my mind. Brain is I know. working. I know, and I'm just so grateful for it. I mean, I'm a mess. I still say things that I say things. I said th- something in, to a friend two weeks ago where I I totally put my foot in my mouth, and I was able to within three minutes process, be like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that," and be like, "Hey, I just said." this thing I'm really sorry I feel really bad and it's not up to me how the person right takes the apology no, or what you needed to speak your truth yeah so it's like I still mess up and then I clean up my side of the street and then and that's all I can do but things before that would just my thought then my thoughts would take me on a train for oh, spirals spirals weeks and now it's clean it's just like that's what that. is one other thing that you would what is something that you would say to someone who was curious about mindfulness that uh, not that it helped you, but some interesting fact that you were shocked was a simple practice that you could do? Like, you know, you have the stop, 
you are all, all the other stuff. Is there anything else that you're like, I it blew my mind, like this one thing? Oh, blew my mind. I mean, so <laughs> much blew my mind. But I think the, um, well, just that the thought that my thoughts could intensify a, a feeling or emotion. Mm. Your thoughts have power. Thoughts have power. Oh, this was this was another one that I will share. She did an exercise when we were talking about pain um, where she handed each of us um, a tiny Dixie cup filled with ice. And she said, take your fingers and stick them in the ice and you're going to hold them there for a minute. And so we did that. And um, she said, obviously, if it's too intense, you can take them out. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not here to join a cult or anything. And um <laughs> And we shared our our experience of that moment, and it was really interesting what came up. For me, I put my fingers in, and it got really cold, and they started to sting. And I thought about growing up in upstate New York. I hated the winter because uh, it was a time when everyone wanted to be outside, skiing, playing in the snow, building forts. My parents had a lake house, so all the kids, even at night, would be like, we get to go build a fort at night, and then the parents are going to come out, and they, and then we're going to throw snowballs at them, and it's going to be so great. That was my worst nightmare. <gasps> hated it all because I hated being cold, and I was like, who the fuck wants to be outside in the middle of the night Not me. when it's freezing cold? <laughs> and I hated it, and I remembered my wet socks and all these things. Triggered just from sticking from my finger... Yes. And then I was like, and what that really was about was then I felt as though I was missing out because I always wanted to be a part of the party and be a part of the group. And and I didn't want to do that. And so it triggered all of those feelings of feeling left out. And it's like my fingers were just cold. (laughs) And other people were sharing. A guy next to, to me said that the man sitting next to him. He just couldn't stop staring at him, and he said he felt so bad because he was probably in such physical pain, and he couldn't handle it. And the teacher asked the man, said, well, how did you feel? Were you yeah. in physical pain? He said, I, I didn't I didn't even – I didn't feel anything. I was totally fine with that Oh, my exercise. God. So that other guy totally made, made up a story in his mind. So, again, it's the power of thoughts. And then it was like, oh, my gosh. So if you're experiencing physical pain – yeah. It's about so much more than just the pain that you're feeling. Yeah. Because it could trigger. Mental trauma. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, I I always say this. You know, I'm someone that can bitch and gossip and moan all the time. and, And I do it for a sport. But I know that when I nag and I... I give power to a negative thought that becomes real. So I think what I've practiced this past two years is being very careful with my thoughts and not being down on myself when it comes to an audition or it comes to a job. And also, I also look at other people kind of how this guy did that you just said where he created a whole story that was something wrong. I've created stories that people hate me and they don't want to talk to me on set and like all this stuff. (laughs) And they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just like on my period or, oh, I'm just tired. What's up, bro? Like, and I'm like, what do you mean? I thought you hated me. Like, I created this whole narrative of like this happening and that happening. But it's but it's true. It's about really taking control of your mind as much as you possibly can and turning positive. And I know that's so stupid to be like, oh, everything's great. Like, ooh, everything's perfect. It's not. 
but try to not get into that negative loop. Because when you do or you hear other people talk about it all the time, it gets fucking really powerful and it gets crazier than you thought it could. Just be at that train station and get off the train. I am getting off that fucking train. don't get on the train. You just, you're like, next train, next train. Next train, please. Like, let's keep this moving. It's wild. Our thoughts, we really can go on a ride. Oh, my God. But I will say that what that skill where your thoughts can take you places, that is what makes you such a great actress. (laughs) Because the thing, do you know what I'm saying? But that is, I think what I've really discovered is that when people talk about crazy actors, I'm like, well, yeah, because we are. And what it is is that we just can jump on a thought train. Oh, my God, but it's so bad how much we can jump on a thought train. Yeah, so we just, like, need to do that in our work like and I, just and work on it in yes. our actual personal like lives. Like, I'm convinced with people's Instagrams, like, if I'm friends with them and they read something and they don't write back, I, like, will think of the littlest thing and I'm like, oh, my God, this happened. Like, I did this. <laughs> like, oh, and they're like, oh, my God, sorry. Like, I have kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, people are just like, living their lives. We're all out here doing the best we can and we just need some assistance yeah exactly i think it's great that we're sharing all the things that we're doing look i know so many people are going to be appreciating you coming on and doing this i have to ask you my question that i ask everyone um jen what makes you get up in the morning and continue on with your life Ooh, i know it's a tough one Mm. but you know but it can be silly it could be all about your baby um, about my baby dog. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Okay, what gets me up? A big thing, when my sister had her, so I don't have any children. My sister has two. When my sister had her first child, Hattie Hearts. What a name. What? Oh my God, so incredible. A name. Yeah. And what a human. When she had her, something really clicked for me where I was like, I got to be all right for her. Oh. And I was like, I got to get up and do this thing called life. And um and and it really helped me and and still when I when I see her um I just want to be present for her and I want to have fun with her. I want to listen to her. And I would say she really is a big motivator for me wow. in a lot of different ways. And I really, I think about her. I think about her when I, on airplanes during turbulence and stuff too. I'll, I'll picture her face. To calm you down. Yeah. And, and it really works. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm going to go for it. it. My niece, my niece really does it for me. Specifically when she was born, something kind of just ignited within me. Um, and, and then I just love making stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, and two, I, a little bit of a shift happened when, when my best friend passed that I, uh, now I'm like, there, it was so, it was, it was really hard going through that experience. Obviously, if you've ever been with someone while they're very sick and, and dying, it's a real wild ride. And now I look back at it and it was, it was 
terrible, but it was also kind of the greatest mm. time of my life. And it was really easy because they're just, there was no confusion. Interesting. It got, it's just one of the most simple things. I love this person. I'm going to be with them. And Ram Das, one of the greatest, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I would say, mindfulness teachers to ever walk this earth who recently passed away. He has this line that I love, uh, and it's that we're all just walking each other home. Oh, I love that. And and it and it's so true. And now that I've done it with one very dear friend, I'm like, yeah, it was just easy. It was yeah. easy because I it wasn't like oh. How does she feel about me and what's going to happen? And, and uh, you know, and one of the last things she ever said to me was that you're really good. You were a really good friend. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I am. So I still fuck up and I'm not perfect. And But when you get down to it, you just want to be with people and love them. And, and that's all. That's all. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. So just loving people and having well, fun. I absolutely love and adore you, and I'm so happy that you have been part of my life, and we can continue this love fest. You're and... such a dream, and I love that you are talking about mental health in in such an honest way and sharing your story. I think it's really helpful. I Like I said, I said that at the beginning. I was nervous yeah. to talk about some things because you're like, well, other people have it worse or this is so embarrassing to to admit that I woke up and ripped my pajamas off. But the thing is, if I experienced that, someone else must have too. Trust me, a million other people have experienced the pajama rip. (laughs) (laughs) They may not have looked as cute as you doing it, but you are not alone in that, I can promise you. And that is why you need a reality show for me just to see these like incredible moments happen. You are the best. (laughs) I just adore you. Stay around all the time for me. (laughs) I'll never leave you. All right. Thanks, guys. Emotion shall support.